Hey, hey, welcome back. You are listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast and we are at episode 66. Now a little heads up is that we do have a couple of choice adult words in this particular podcast. So if you do have small people around, just letting you know, but let's dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business, brand, and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Awesome to have you here. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange. I work with women in business to help you build a confidently bold brand, articulate a powerful message, and attract clients who want what you have so that you can play bigger and brand bolder. And it is awesome to have you here. Now, this week, we are talking SEO, Search Engine optimization. Let's call it Google love. Let's call it getting found by clients who are looking for exactly what it is that you do. And I'm speaking with Carly Plowman, who is the chief geek girl at Technobird. And Carly specializes in websites and SEO And she is the lady that I wanted to talk about this topic. Now, I follow Carly on Insta. You can find her at Technobird. I love her Insta stories. She gives some great tips and tricks on getting your SEO sorted and plugins and apps and extensions that can help you to make it a whole lot simpler. So today, that is exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about how you can make your SEO a whole lot simpler for yourself and obviously more effective as well. So we're going to be talking about keywords, some of the big issues that you might be having with SEO, the fact that if you ignore SEO, then I hate to tell you, but the internet will ignore you. She's going to share some web design tips and tricks, as well as five easy peasy things you can do to improve your website and SEO today which is awesome. And I just think that you've got to have a multi-pronged approach, don't you? It's awesome to have referrals. It's great to use social media, but you're missing a huge chunk of business if your website is not working for you and you're not being found by people who are literally looking for what it is that you do. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. But before we dive into all of the goodness that Carly is going to be sharing with us, I did want to let you know about a very special event that is coming up in Melbourne on Wednesday, September the 4th, which is called Confidence Rising. Erica, the Queen of Confidence, if you follow her on Insta at the Queen of Confidence, Erica and I are going to be running a half day workshop to help you build your personal and business confidence. So if you've been holding back, wanting to do more and be more, then Erica and I are going to be sharing actionable strategies that you can start to implement in your life and business right now. We are going to be talking about how to let go of what people think, 
how to unpack why you hold yourself back in your business and what you can finally do about it. We're talking about learning how to start stepping into your message and brand with courage and confidence and discovering the tools to finally stand in your fully expressed self and own your bold business message, plus so much more. It is going to be at the stunning Circa on the deck in St. Kilda. I ran my very first conference there with Lisa Messenger. So if this is something that you want to find out more about, then you can head over to my Instagram at Suze Chadwick, head to the link in bio and grab your ticket now. We are 50% sold on this event. We've obviously got about five weeks to go, I think it is, uh, when this podcast episode comes out. So if you have not bought your ticket yet, then make sure you head over now, grab your ticket, come and spend a half day investing in yourself to move yourself forward. If you know that you are not showing up fully and there are things that are holding you back. I'm super passionate about this. Erica is super passionate about this. We are going to have so much fun, but more importantly, we are going to dive deep and we're going to workshop and we're going to help you to get rid of the things that are holding you back. So I would love to invite you to join us on September the 4th at Confidence Rising. If you've got any questions, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram and I will answer any questions that you've got. But without further ado, let's dive in to this week's episode. Charlie, welcome to the Brand Builders Love Podcast. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I see you on stories all the time. And like I always say to my uh, community is that people have no idea. Your brain doesn't know the difference between in real life and digital. So when you see people online all the time, it's like as if you're seeing them in life every day, which is amazing i know and like we live on opposite sides of the world too so it's not like we can just bump into each other like we're a good couple of hours away <laughs> i know i love it when you're like on opposite sides of the world i'm like we're on the opposite sides of the city yeah well, <laughs> <country>, so <laughs> it just feels like that because you know i see all your events and all these other cool things that you go to and i'm like i want to go but then i've got to factor in like a two-hour drive oh my gosh is that how far it is no look I'm an hour, less than an hour from the city, but lots of events are on the other side. And when you count traffic, it's really painful (laughs) unless it's really good and I'll stay the night, which I often do. So, but I'm in Melbourne all the time. I've got a lot of clients in Melbourne. Um, I'm there nearly every week, so it's really not a big deal. But I do get FOMO with all the events sometimes. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, I'm the same and I'm in Melbourne, so I've got no excuse. But anyway, I am excited to have you on because we're going to be talking about a topic and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not great at. <laughs> no, you know, you're not, you're not alone. So many people are in that same boat um, and I'm on a mission to sort of break down the the crazy, um, ah, it's too hard type thing with with SEO. So yes, not alone. Yeah, absolutely. My hubby's trying to learn it a little bit for me at the moment. I'm just really bad with it. I'm good with big picture strategy stuff. I'm not great into the detail, but I know that it's super important to have good SEO so that people can find me. I mean, I just actually signed off one of my biggest jobs because somebody found me on Google. 
awesome which is amazing and it's like not even something i ranked super highly for as well which i thought was really interesting but anyway so today we are going to be talking about how to make seo easier for my listeners um and you're going to be talking about the fact that it is not that hard to get your seo right we're going to be talking about things like keywords we're going to be talking about if you ignore your seo then the internet will ignore you which i think is so sad. Um, <laughs> Bit dramatic, aren't I? <laughs> I, love it, I, love it. I like dramatic. You're in the right place. We're going to talk about web design tips and tricks, and then five easy peasy things you can do to improve your website and SEO today. So, this is going to be a super practical uh, interview as well, which I'm really excited about. But as I always like to ask all of my guests, how the hell did you get here? Good question. So, you know what? I don't have a background in SEO, web design, graphic design, IT. My background is business admin. I worked in job services for a good five years um, and childcare. So, I didn't go to uni. I didn't study. Um, I fell pregnant in 2013 with my first child and I absolutely hated my job. Hated it. Like, every day was the same. There was no creativity. I had to wear a uniform that it was awful. Um, my boss and I didn't really get along. Was that like, childcare? No, that was business admin. Oh, okay. The company that I worked for. Um, but, you know, I just, when I, when I'm maternity leave, I'm like, right, I've got 12 months. You can have this time to one, raise your baby. And two, think about what you want to do with your life. Um, web design was not even a thought at that point. Um, it wasn't until... Uh, one day I was volunteering, I was on the committee for my local football netball club, who I still play with, um, and they wanted somebody to come in and volunteer to take over the website because it was terrible, nobody had updated it, it wasn't being used, and they wanted it, you know, to be an online hub for their, um, you know, players and sponsors and all that information, blah, blah, blah. Nobody put their hand up. Everyone was like, no way. That sounds too hard. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll have a go. Like, it's something new. Who knows? It might be fun. You've got the time. Um, so I went and met the guy who was doing the website and he sort of was showing me what he was doing. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I reckon I could do better. Why I thought that? No idea. Yeah. I've never done it before. But so I just went into full research mode. I decided to just Google how to build a website, like literally Googled how to build a website. Um, and the more I read and the more I practiced, the more I realized that I loved it um, and that it was interesting. I could get really creative with it. There was never going to be a time where websites were no longer needed by businesses. So I thought this is going to be a sustainable thing. And then I just practiced. I just made dummy websites. I did like cheapo websites for family and friends. My first was my brother-in-law, who's an artist, very well-known artist. Um, so he let me do his website for him very generously. And I just loved it. I fell in love with it. And then 12 months later, I'm like, right, quit your job or go back to doing what you hated just because the money was easy. I didn't want to go down that route. So I quit the job and I decided I was going to do this full time. Well, it was part time at the time. Um, seven years later and I'm full time, I'm earning more money than what my partner owns, earns and I absolutely love it. I cannot picture doing anything else ever again um, and yeah, I'm just in a really happy place and 
Amazing. I love that. That's so good. And can I just tell you, like I, when I first started my business and I was like, I, yeah, no idea. I watched how to build a website using Divi. I reckon it was a two hour YouTube video. (laughs) And I just literally sat and I would just pause it and then go and do it. And then like, I was, this is like, I don't know, five years ago or something, six years ago. Um, but yeah, that was, that was me as well at the beginning, but yeah, I think that that's awesome. I just think that nowadays there is so much information available and you can upskill yourself so easily if that's what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, that's what I did. Like I didn't want to go and spend all this money at university and and study other things other than just web design. Um, so I just self-taught, um, I don't know, just it also kind of come came naturally to yeah. me as well. Um, I just got it. I don't know. Never. I think some people are just that way inclined. Yeah. And the more I learned, the more I practiced, just, I don't know, it all just came together like naturally. And, you know, I still continue to learn. Like I still love going to, you know, workshops and learning about other elements of SEO and there's, there's never, the learning never really stops. And every client that I work with also teaches me something. And I still get pushed by every client because they're all different. All the websites are different. No matter if they're the same business, there is, there are differences between them. So I'm always being pushed and that's what I really love. Um, So yeah, there is definitely a multitude of online learning that you can do. YouTube, Google it. (laughs) I did. literally like, you can learn anything in life on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's the best. <laughs> I learned how to turf my backyard on YouTube. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> awesome. And so now that you've been in business for seven years and you have built a really successful business, and for those of you who don't follow Carly on Instagram in particular, uh, she's at Technobird, and I do love your stories. They're really informative and I love the little tips that you give on the Google Chrome add-ons and all that. I sent Carly messages going, oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I love doing the tips and sometimes I don't get, you know, messages back going, oh, that was awesome. So to hear you say that you, you know, liked the tips and that you implement them just makes the world a difference. So Yeah, I well, I love the one you gave on the other day about the fact that, um, like, your images may have... Is it the wrong alt? Yep, alt titles. Alt titles. So I went and I've updated a whole lot of mine. I don't think I've done all of them, but I've like I went and downloaded it, and then I was resting on all of my pictures. Going, what's my alt? Because I just go and upload images, but now I'm changing them as I upload them. So I have taken action from your Insta stories. I may not be perfect, but I'm getting there. Hey, no worries. But what I did want to ask is what are some of the business and branding lessons that you've learned that you feel is worth passing on to my listeners? Yeah, I think like the biggest lessons that I've learned is that you are going to make mistakes um, and the, the key to the mistakes are to not look at them as a failure. Um, look at it as a learning opportunity. Um, try and put a positive spin on your mistakes. What did I, where did I go wrong? What did I learn? How can I improve for the future? Um, So yeah, I think for me, like in the beginning, if I was making mistakes, I was like, oh, this is just too hard. I can't do this. What am I doing? But then I would sit back and be like, right, that didn't work. But maybe if I try this, 
it will be better. And yeah, so I think looking at mistakes as a positive rather than a negative, rather than a negative is a good way to go about it. Um, I also learned sort of that I need to be really assertive, especially with clients um, and people that you don't know. It can be, it can be tricky because sometimes clients will come to you with a specific idea um, and you give them say a quote and information, say, this is what I can do. And they might come back and say, um, no, we want it just like this, or we will only want to pay this amount, but you've got to put your foot down. I hate that saying. No. And, like, and, <laughs> and be like, right, I've been doing this a while. I know how this works. You need to sort of trust me in the, what I'm doing. And, you know, um, I think if you're not assertive from the start, you can get railroaded and that can end up being a nightmare of a client or a nightmare of a project for you. Um, so being assertive and backing yourself um, is definitely important lesson to learn. Yeah. And I think it's just holding your ground as well. It's just yeah. saying that I know the quality of the work that I do. I know how long this process takes and I've right. done it enough times to know that this is what it's going to be. So. But also you've got to educate people on that too. Yeah. Um, and I think being super transparent and honest and open with um, how it all works because people don't like website, non-website designers, business owners don't necessarily know how a website works. So the more education I can give them on how it works and the processes and what's actually involved, the more um, trust they have in me and that I know what I'm doing. So yeah, I think education is super important. I place a, a high um, I value that a lot with education. So, yeah. And I guess one of the other ones, um, the other lessons that I've learned is that I'm not for everyone and everyone's not for me. It's such a cliche, you know, line, but it's so true. Um, and then it's okay to say no to people. You know, sometimes you just get a vibe like this is not, you know, the right client for you. It's not within your niche or what they want is maybe outside my capabilities. Um, and it's okay to say no. The money is good. Yes, I get that. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, if you take on a project because you want the money, but it ends up, you know, being a massive failure and the client gives you a bad review, that can do really bad things for your business. So yeah. you know, don't be afraid to say no um, and understand that, yeah, you're not for everyone and everyone's not for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else? I don't know. Find your tribe and love them hard. Another cliche line. <laughs> I definitely love that line and um, having a good support group around you as well. Um, finding like-minded people, not necessarily other web designers or other business yeah. coaches, but just people that get it, who run their own businesses, mums who run their business, work at home parents, um, and, and be there for each other. Don't be afraid to reach out if you are struggling or if you have questions or you just need somebody to give you reassurance. Um, having that really good circle of people around you is super uh, important um, when running a business. So, yeah, those would be my biggest. Yeah, no, I think that that's really good. And I think that sometimes it just takes us a little bit of time to realise a lot of that. So I think that anybody who's starting out can know that now that you're going to make mistakes and you need to to be okay with holding your ground when it comes to things in your business. I think quickly finding a group of people that you can be really honest with and who support you 
Yep. Um, there are so many out there. There are actually are. <laughs> yeah. so many people out there who are in the exact same position as you. And it's such a nice feeling when you find that person or that group and you're like, yeah. oh, my people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I talk about it all the time. It's why I started my business. I couldn't find what I was looking for. And yeah. now I love, love my crew. They're awesome. awesome. So, yeah, very good. Let us dive into SEO because that is what we're here to talk about. Yep. So how can we make it not that hard? Because that's how I feel about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what people need to realise is that SEO is not just all the technical stuff. SEO is also email marketing. SEO is also social media marketing. SEO is um, guest blogging. You know, you've got to look at sort of the bigger picture with SEO. It's not all that technical stuff that people think that it is. Um, and you've got to get educated. I think that's the thing. Like people are too easy to say SEO is hard, but they haven't actually gone and read an article about SEO. The amount of resources out there about SEO is phenomenal. Um, but I think once you sort of get a grasp on sort of the top sort of five or six elements of SEO, then you start to realize that, you know, it, it isn't hard. I just have to have a plan. I just have to put it on a piece of paper, look at it. I, I'm very visual. I like to put pictures next to things. And when I do presentations, I, I put all, you know, images and illustrations yeah. on there rather than all writing and text because yes. that's, you know, hard. Um, but, yeah, it's just for me, I think what people mostly stress about with SEO is the technical element and that's within your website knowing sort of what, um, you know, page titles you should have, what heading tags are, what image optimization is, how fast your site needs to load in. That kind of stuff is what people can't quite get their heads around. Um, but that's why I decided to do my website SEO audits, which includes all of that information. So they analyze your whole site and then it's broken down into every little chunk and there's an explanation into everything. So this is what a page title is and this is, what it, this is why it's important. Here's what yours should be because of. Um, very explained. So yeah, I think people just need to realise that it's not it's not just the technical stuff, it's the outside stuff as well. Link building, like guest blogging on another person's website and having a link to yours, that's SEO. Lots of people guest blog these days, um, you know. So I think also people don't realise that they're already doing SEO. Um, you're already doing it. Like with your, you know, you are with your podcast. Podcasts are SEO. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as uh, closed-minded, I suppose, as what people think. So what do you mean by that? So when you say podcasts are SEO or yep. social media is SEO, yep. because like you just said, when it's not on my website, I'm not really thinking about it as SEO. So what do you mean by those things are SEO, the stuff that's not on your website? I understand about yeah. So right now you and I are doing SEO because you've asked me to come on to your podcast. You're going to put your podcast on your website. You're going to put a link from, my, from your website to mine. That is SEO, uh, link building. Yeah. So that's what I mean by podcasts or SEO. And also when you have people come on and they um, post a podcast or a link on their social media or on their website and that links back to yours or links to the, to the podcast on your website, that's SEO as well. So that's sort of what I mean by that. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And so with, with I guess, the basics of SEO, 
Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can be starting to become aware of or that we can be doing ourselves sort of at that base level for people who are just like, what are the main things I need to know? Yeah, I think with, um, with SEO, the first point of call is making sure that your website is optimised for SEO because there's no point in having an SEO plan or a strategy and taking people to your website if it's not Google-friendly, if it's not human-friendly, SEO-friendly. Um, so there, there are a few um, programs that you can get onto online that are free and run um, website SEO audits that give you feedback on how your website's tracking. Um, that, and that's also what I do within my audits as well. So making sure that your website first is completely optimised and that's from a Google point of view and a human point of view. So that means having your technical SEO um, as, as good as you can get it and then making sure that your key audience or your target audience um, are getting value out of your website. Is it easy to use? Is the font size big enough? Um, do the images represent your brand? Um, are there broken pages? Uh, is it um, nicely designed? All those kind of things. That's where you've got to start. Um, and from there, you can then um, work on getting people or getting traffic to your website and starting those conversions. So let's just take a step back. So for those people who... I guess, don't have a clear understanding of SEO. So obviously search engine optimization is where Google lists you if people are searching for a specific topic. Now, when you talk about um, the experience that somebody has on your website, Mm. is that because time on page? So the more time somebody spends on your website because it's a great experience and you've got content that is relevant to them, Google then ranks you higher because they assume that the quality of what you're putting out is good? It's a small piece of the puzzle. It's a small piece. Like Google definitely look at how much time people are spending on your website and that's called um, bounce rate. So if you have Google Analytics set up and you look at something called bounce rate, it's the, it's the time that it takes somebody to land on your site and exit your site within that same page. So what's a good or bad bounce rate? Well, that's the golden question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's like um, a good, a not so good and a, and a holy crap you need to improve. <laughs> <laughs> so a good bounce rate or a bounce rate that you could aim to get might be between say 30 and 40%, okay. which means people are spending more time on your site and going through the site, getting something out of it, and then anywhere between sort of 40 and 55% is like average, I suppose. Like they're there, they've had a look around, may not have spent a lot of time. Um, and then from say 60, 65 upwards, you've got to then think, right, why are people landing on my site and exiting straight away? Is it, um, you know, is it not easy to use? Is my buttons not working? Did they just get there and realise that it wasn't for them? Are my keywords maybe not right? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of questions you need to ask yourself if people are exiting your site really quickly. Um, And can I just ask how long is a bounce rate? So what I mean by that is is that if I'm on for a minute, and I go off, is that 60%? Like, do you know what the time 
frame is or does anybody know what the time is? I don't think there's actually like a specific time frame. Not that I know of. Um, I guess it depends on how much content you have on your site as well, um, how big your site is. But Google also look at um, how people use your site, the behaviour. Um, so they'll look at where they landed, what did they go to next, what did they click on, um, and then, you know, where, what page did they exit, for example. So all of that stuff gets considered by Google, um, but I couldn't give you an actual time frame like Google say, wait, one minute is, is good, five minutes is good. That's not something I can answer. I'm just like, how long does somebody have to be on before it's considered a bounce? It's hard to say just because every website is so different and everyone has different types of content and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really an easy question to answer. <laughs> That's all right. Um, and so you just mentioned in there as well keywords, which I know is obviously super important. So do you want to just give us a little bit more background on how we do this better or how we do it at all? Yeah, so I think the best advice I can give people when it comes to keywords is to put yourself in the shoes of your potential client or customer. What words would they, do you think, they would type into Google in order to find your website? Um, a lot of people, I see a lot of people using sort of one or two words as keywords. Um, for example, business coach. It's far too general and far too vague. Um, of a keyword to use and trying to rank for words business coach are probably going to be really hard because people are way more specific with what they type into Google now and a lot of the time it'll be location specific so people want to know um, specifically what kind of business coach you are um, who you work with where you're located and usually how much you cost that's just a general question that people ask so then you need to think about, right, what sort of questions might people put into Google in order to find my business? So for you, Suze, it might be um, a brand, web, a business branding website, uh, Coach Melbourne. Yeah. Or, um, business building workshop Melbourne or something yeah. like that. You just got to try and think what your customer might put in and then create a list from there. Um and then you've got to try and uh, you've got to put those keywords within your website, like into the copy of your website, into the technical SEO, and then into your, your um, content. So if you have a blog, it's good to create blog posts that include those keywords and answer those questions because most of the time people will ask a question on Google these days. Um, so, yeah, so I think the best advice is what questions would your audience be asking and what specific words or sentences might they put into Google in order to find your business. And so would you ask your audience that, Carly? Like how Absolutely. Absolutely. Like do a poll on Instagram or, or on Facebook. What would you type into Google in order to find my business? You'll be surprised at what people type in. Um, but, yeah, go direct to the source. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I was literally just speaking to another podcast guest. We were like, pollster. Just poll. Constantly poll your audience. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, go <laughs> direct. Questions. I mean, you can do, there's also other ways you can find keywords. Obviously, um, like Google Search Console will tell you what words people are using to find your website. Google Keyword Planner. Um, there's like SEMrush or, or um, Moz. They have keyword planners. There's lots of them out there, but I think... Just and are they free or are they paid? 
Some are free, some are paid. Um, some give so what are some free ones that people can test out? Um, Google Keyword Planner is probably the best one because it's We'll have all the links of what we talk about today in the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. I think, yeah, Google Keyword Planner is a great way to start. Um, yeah. You do have to sign up for a Google AdWords account, but you don't have to spend money um, in order to get access to the planner. Yeah. Um, and SEM Rush, they have a Keyword Planner. Um, <laughs> there's another one called um, Keyword Shitter. <laughs> I know, but there is. It's that's what it's called, but it is good. Nice. To it's, it's free, and it's very um, dodgy-looking website. It's it's very very simple, but um, I use it. Lots of people use it. But it works. I know it does. Um, those are sort of the main ones that I would use. But yeah, definitely start with Google Keyword Planner because then you can at least see sort of how much um, money people are spending on those keywords for Google ads as well. And you can look at your competition and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, that's probably a good way to start. What do you think about Google ads? Um, I think Google ads, Google ads, pardon? Well, yeah, just, yeah. What do you think about people who like paying for it? Worth it? Not worth it? It depends. I think definitely worth it for brand new websites. Um, and if you don't have, you know, your tribe yet or your social media marketing is just starting out, you don't have a big email list yet, like you haven't built that community, definitely go for Google um, ads for sure. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to do them necessarily. If you've got a good social media marketing strategy, if you've got a good email list, um, if you are getting traffic to your site in other ways, you may not need to spend money on Google ads at all, but definitely recommend it for, um, new businesses, um, and Facebook ads also, um, I think are really good, especially if you have your Facebook pixel inserted into your website so that you can create custom audiences. Um, so that's, yeah, I do, I do think Google ads, um, are worth it, especially for brand new websites. Awesome. Okay. Very good. So we, so yeah, so we were obviously talking about keywords. So yeah. is there anything else around keywords? So obviously using things like Google keyword planner, mm -hmm. um, asking your audience, yep. um, being specific with location was another thing that you mentioned. Yep. Yeah. Because people don't people want things that are close by to them, easy access. So then they're, they're not going to put in business coach in order to find a business coach. If they want someone who's near to them, they can go and meet, they're going to be specific. They're going to say, um, what business coaches are in Sydney, what business coaches in Melbourne or business coaches in Kyneton, like super specific to the suburb. Um, and they'll start from there and branch out. So yeah, location specific is always good. Um, so with location as well, so would you go for your city or would you go for your suburb or like, because how many, for all of them. Yeah. How many keywords, like when you're working with a client, how many is enough? Um, I sort of generally think that having a good solid 10 main keywords okay. are good. Um, they don't all have to be location specific, yeah. but I would say maybe half should be location specific. But then if you're like an online store and location has yeah. nothing to do with it, then you don't really need to put in locations. But then if you're like, um, say you're like an online clothing store, for example, I don't necessarily think Google is where you should put all of your eggs um, because it's so, such a like a competitive space trying to get found amongst really big brands mm. um, who spend a shit ton of money on 
Google ads, it might be really hard for you to get found on Google. So I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, Google for, or getting found on page one of Google is the right avenue for online fashion stores. It seems to be more around your social media marketing and creating that tribe and your email list and all that sort of stuff that, you know, will get you or create success for you. Um, but yeah, so I think maybe half, maybe half should be location. If you're service-based, it's usually more, um, more focus on location, but yeah. Interesting. Very good. So around about 10 is a good. Yeah, I think top 10. I mean, you want to try and rank for as many keywords as you can. But I think if you start with a good solid five to 10 and, and start slow, don't try and rank for all the words all at once. It takes time it takes effort it takes trial and error you're gonna um you're gonna feel um like a failure if you feel like you have to get on page one of google overnight or within a week or within six months um so yeah you've got to remember that it does take time it does take babysitting it's not a set and forget type of thing um yeah yeah i was actually just about to ask like how much time should we be spending? I know all of this is like Alan's basis training, um, which I like to ask those types of questions. Um, like, how much? Like, should we be spending? You know, a couple of hours every month or every week or something on. Like, what sort of maintenance does SEO take? Well, it's, it's again, like you said, it's like how long is a piece of string, but I think you have to realise that SEO is a marathon, not a sprint. Another cliche, which I like to use. <laughs> and if you, once you sort of realize that, um, I think it becomes a bit less stressful. Um, it helps you realize that if, you know, if you're not ranking in the first six months, that that's okay. Um, you know, you have to, I don't know, you have to monitor what you're doing. You have to change what you're doing. Like SEO again is not set and forget. There's not a set, there's not a set of rules you can follow. There's guidelines for sure. Um, but okay. So for example, I did a website two weeks ago for, um, a business in Geelong. She'd never had a website before. Um, her website, her website and her business is about wedding signs, custom signs for hire, etc. And, um, oh, I saw sorry. that. You posted well, stories yesterday. Yeah. Well, I never say to clients, look, I, I always SEO optimize websites, of course, but I never guarantee that I'm going to get people on page one because that's, freaking impossible yeah. and anyway if you find anyone that says i will get you on page one run the other direction because it's impossible um and her website is already ranking on page one of google within two weeks now i'd never said to her i'm going to get it on there in two weeks but because her website and her keywords were completely optimized for seo google have already rewarded her with such a good ranking for these particular keywords um but it could take 12 months. It could yeah. take two years. Like it just depends on how much effort you're putting into your SEO and how much time you're giving it um, as to whether or not, you know, you will get found on Google or if you'll improve your ranking. So it's, I wish there was a magical number and say, you know, could say to clients, if you do this, you'll get found in six months, but it just doesn't work like that, sadly. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, and so we're always going to talk about, uh, obviously, if we ignore our SEO, then mm. Google or the internet's going to ignore us as well, which was the very sad thing. Mm. Um, so <laughs> what are the things that we need to be doing here? Um, well, I think, 
Um, one of the, another cliche line I'm going to throw out there is that You've I like to, them today. I know, but it's all, they're all relevant. <laughs> um, I, one of them I like to say to people is that um, having a website without SEO is like having a billboard within the middle of the, of the desert. Nobody will see it. So they both go together. I've never actually heard that before. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> um, but basically, if you're expecting to have a website built and it could be super pretty and all that sort of stuff, but you've not thought about it or built it with SEO in mind and you haven't implemented a strategy to get people to find your website and convert on your website, then Google will Google actually look at that. They go, well, you haven't got this on your site. You're not, you haven't got any links going to your site. You're not doing social media. You're just expecting people to find it. So they will pretty much put a black name next to you and you won't get found on Google. So that's hard, you know, isn't it? I, well, you know, Google is a competitive space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So if you just get that website up and go, oh, people will find it, then sorry to tell you, but you won't get found. You won't get those conversions and Google will not know that you exist. Okay. All right. And so what are some of the things, obviously we've talked about um, the keywords. Yeah. What else, like, is there anything else that we need to make sure that we've got sorted in order to, for Google to be okay with what we've got? Yeah, well, definitely, like I said before, the technical SEO part of your website is your number one. Um, And then to keep things really simple, your content just needs to be valuable to your audience. It has to be good quality content. Um, What problems are your um, key audience or your customers have and how can you solve them? And then put that sort of content into your website. So keeping things really simple, like is it easy to read? Is your Does your content provide solutions? Is the um, buying process easy if you have an online store? Um, are your blogs informative? Are people sharing them? Um, how can I help people? So making sure your content is valuable, informative, it includes keywords are good. Um, and other things that you need to keep in mind um, is that it's easy to use. So your navigation is really simple. You don't have tons of hidden pages that are hard to get to. Um, I like a nice condensed small navigation, not like 40 pages with all these drop downs and yeah, just keep it simple. Keep it simple for people. They don't have time to look through websites. People will scan for the information that they want so that, sort of means having a, a home page that gives us like a full sort of snippet of what your website is about um, to give people an overview of what you do, who you are, what you sell, what you provide. Um, and then from there, they will decide whether to continue through your site or not. Um, so yeah, your content just needs to be really simple, easy to use website. Um, and so just a question on that. Yeah. Uh, I love this. I just use my podcast interviews just for my own business, just by the way, listeners. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have obviously, I've had my business for a while now and have a lot of pages. Yeah. So from a cleanup perspective, I mean, does that affect my Google ranking if if my website is heavy? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, as long as your site is, again, easy to use, people can find what they're looking yeah. for. You have really good call to actions on your site that you're helping people find what they look for. Just because you've got, um, you know, a heavier website doesn't 
say to Google, oh, this is too complicated. Um, if but should don't... you clean it up regularly? Oh, I think As in like pages way. that you're not using or pages that, yep. yeah. I think so. If you've got content on your website that's no longer relevant or is like 10 years old and nobody is looking at it or it doesn't even have any meaning to you anymore, then do you need it? I don't think so. If you want to keep it there, you're scared of deleting it, then don't, just hide it. Um, but I think the old blog posts that may not be as relevant today yeah. with what you're doing, just delete. It's different with blog posts because I, I think with blog posts, the trick is people think just having a blog is good for SEO. It's not. Having a blog is great if they are filled with your keywords, people are reading them and they're sharing them and they're commenting on it. It's the actions that people are taking with your blog posts that is what's good for SEO. If you produce posts, blog posts all the time, but you don't promote them, you don't bother trying to get traffic to them, no one's reading them, um, no one's sharing them, no one's commenting on them, then maybe it's not the best avenue for you. Um, but if you regularly blog post and you get lots of readers, people comment on them, people share them on their social media or within their own websites, excellent for SEO. Um, but I definitely, going back to your earlier question, definitely having a, a nice, easy-to-use structured website is great. If older content is no longer relevant to your audience, no longer brings valuable um, information to people, don't need it. I don't think you need it yet. And that also sort of leads me into the, um, the site speed and the page um, size issue as well with websites. Again, if you have a heavier website, you have lots of content that's usually going to contribute to your site taking longer to load. Um, and the longer your site takes to load, the higher your bounce rate's probably going to be because people don't wait around um, for a site. So that load. is also, that's considered in bounce rate. So yeah. if your site takes too long to load. Yep, because you have three seconds. <laughs> Not a lot of time. You have three seconds for your whole site to load and then Google will start to penalise you for um, every sort of second or millisecond after that three-second limit. Now, one of the free sites that I've used, is, is it Pingdom? Pingdom, yep. Pingdom, Pingdom so if you one. want to check the speed of your website, yep. you can take a look at Pingdom. Was that, is yep. that another one? Um, yeah, there's the, the page speed insights, which is Google's own page um, speed and page size tester. Um, okay. And what I like, what I like about Pingdom is that it tells you exactly why your site's um, taking too long to load. They'll tell you if it's because your image file sizes are too big, or it's, or maybe your server is taking too long to yeah. respond. It'll actually break it down for you, which I really like. Yeah. Um, so I, um, so I, ages ago, had no idea about image size issues, and yeah. I have a lot of images on my on my website. So mm -hmm. I used Swoosh. Yep. Which was really that's a really good, popular one. We yeah, use which, Swoosh it, which reduces all of your image sizes. It does. Yeah. Yep, automatically. But I think to get into a best practice with that is to compress them before you upload them I to your like website. Yeah, good. I mean, I think it's just um, it, it's going to it's going to be easier when you upload your uh, images to your website for your um, site speed 
to stay under that three seconds if you've already done the work. I mean, it, Smush It is great and there's lots of other ones as well. Um, but so just on that, three yeah. seconds. Three seconds, yep. That's the, that's the <laughs> limit. <laughs> I know. So if it's like five seconds or too long? It's too long. Wow. It's too long. Yep. I mean, people will wait five seconds. Okay. Like, let's put it into that. People will wait five seconds. I've waited five seconds for a site to wait. Because I'm like, if I'm like on my phone watching TV and I go to something, I'm like, no. If I'm on like on my desktop and I'm doing something and it takes ages, yeah, I might click away. Yeah. And, but, but from Google's point of view, their rule is three seconds. Um, And yeah. Good to know. All right, cool. Once again, we'll have all of these links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what are some web design tips and tricks that we can be implementing to help us with this? Yep. So I think, again, keeping your website um, nice and easy to use. Don't try and complicate things. Don't try to be tricky. (laughs) Just keep it easy for people to use, um, especially navigation-wise. Good tips and tricks, I think having a good uh, set of call to actions, um, nice big buttons on your website that tells people what you want them to do. If you are a shop, put a shop now button. Um, if you are a service provider and you're, you want people to fill in a form on your site, have a nice big button that clearly says, let's work together and click here to fill in our form and let's, you know, Let's get this underway. Like just make it really clear what you want people to do instead of making them guess. Because if, if it's too hard and they're not really sure what they're meant to do, they'll just go, eh, I don't know, and click out. But if you spell it out, literally spell it out for them, the higher the chance that they will actually convert on your website. So keep things really simple. Um, imagery and website copy are BFFs. They work together. Um, having a website that is just full of words and no images is boring <laughs> and people will just see words and go, oh, don't have time to read all of that. Yes. If they see some words associated with some images that represent your brand and who you are and what you do and it just helps break it up visually and it makes them think that it's, or it actually helps them to read your site a lot better. Um, so I have to be honest, when I am faced with a wall of words, I click yeah. away. I'm like, yeah. I, like, I just want, I kind of want, especially on the front page, I just want big letters yep. about what this is or yep. what the, yeah, what it is you do, like you said, or what the benefit is to me. Yeah. Give me some images with some text on it as to coaching yep. or SEO yep. or whatever so that I can make quick decisions exactly right and and summarize stuff like don't don't write don't write an essay on your website people don't have the time they want quick short snappy information um and they want it now and they want to decide really quickly whether you are worth their time or not if you're the right person for them or not if you're going to be valuable to them or not so helping them make that decision by breaking up your website with images and and copy and other um technical elements are great. Um, so yeah, making sure though that also your images are sort of relevant to your business as well um, is a good little tip. Um, what else? What else can I give you? Oh, service providers. It's really important to have a photo of yourself and I think it's important to have a photo of yourself on your home page. People connect with people. People buy from people. People don't buy from websites. 
if your business includes your your actual name, people want to put a face to that name quickly. They want to connect with you, your face, who you are, and envision themselves working with with you. Um, so I know it's a bit confronting for some people to put you know, their photo on their website or have a photo shoot or whatever, but you've just got to get over right yourself. Me, <laughs> not <me>. uh, definitely not. <laughs> the shire tiring time. Yeah. I get the confronting thing, but at the same time, you've just got to get over yourself and do it. Um, if that starts out with just you taking your own photo at home, I don't care because I just want to see who you are and I want to connect with you. Um, yeah, and I think that's a big one. I spoke at an event um, in Mornington a while ago and I literally said that, like, I will go to somebody's website or even their socials and I want to see them. I want to see who the person is behind the brand. So. I just think that's 100% agree. I think it's really important, whether it's on your front page or your about page. But, yeah, when I land on your website, I would like to see who, yep. who the business owner is. And bonus points if you have a video of yourself on your Oh, that's on my list of things. I mean, it's great having your photo, but if people can look at you, hear your voice, listen to your tone, um, that will only make them trust you more and think that you know what you're doing. So they'll likely stay on your website or, or send that form or, um, you know, contact you off your website. So bonus points if you do video. Um, I'm shooting mine next month. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do that actually. I'll put my sales on. pages. So I'm doing one for my front page and then for my sales pages as well. So I need yeah. to put that on my own to do list. <laughs> Well, I have to be honest, I um, found somebody because I'm moving technical systems and I found somebody online uh, and then went to her website and she had a video and I watched that video and I was like, if I'm, if I'm going to get support, I'm going to be coming to you. Like it was super professional. She was really articulate. She explained everything really well. And it made me, yeah, like you said, it built trust really yep. quickly that this chick knows what she's talking about. Yep. There you go. And you can't get from an image. No, well, you can, but not as great as what a video. No. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else can we do that, that, we, that you think is, is easy that could really help us with our website and SEO? Yeah, so I think um, content-wise, making sure that it's up-to-date, um, like we were talking about before, if you've got really old content on your site that may no longer be relevant to you, your business, your audience, um, either update it, freshen it up, get, or get rid of it. Um, so, yeah, so making sure your content is relevant and, and up-to-date is key. Um, and there's also... Um, I had down here to check your website speed. We've already touched on that again, but constantly check it as well. Don't just check your site speed um, and then look at it six months or 12 months later um, because the more content you add to your site, um, the longer it will take a site to load. So if you're always adding content, you're probably going to see a bit of an increase in your site speed. So regularly check it. Um, other easy things that you can do, um, get feedback. Get feedback from your audience. Ask, do a poll again, polls on Facebook or Instagram or wherever and ask people to jump on your homepage really quickly and give you one piece of, of feedback on your homepage to ask them what, um, what did you find uh, easy about the website or is my homepage um, clear? Do you understand what I do? Um, just literally ask people for feedback all the time. Uh, I think it's great. 
Um, what else? Links. Um, broken links is a big no-no for SEO. So making sure that you don't have um, broken links without, within your whole website. Um, you can, again, install um, a Chrome extension. I think it's called Check My Links. I'll have to check that. Um, that you can download for free on Chrome and you just click on the little icon. It scans your whole website and it tells you if you've got any broken links and where they are. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good one to use. Google will also um, consider broken links as quite a big no-no throughout your site because it creates a poor user experience. If somebody yeah. clicks on a link within your site and it goes to a dead page. Um, and so is a 404 page. Yes, yeah, that's a 404. Yep. Yeah. If it goes to a dead page or if it goes to a page that um, it wasn't meant to and people get confused, that creates a poor user experience, then the more likely they are to just exit out of your site and not, you know, convert. Um, so, yes, yeah, so make sure you check your links all the time, especially if you do blog posts. Um, a lot of people who do blog posts will link from one blog post to another or reference another. So just making sure that that link is um, correct and doesn't lead to, again, a dead page or or the wrong article, for example, because, again, it creates a bad or poor user experience. Um, so that's another big one as well. Awesome. What else? I've got lots. I could do this all day. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about so Google My Business page and review. Yeah. Yep, so when it comes to off-page SEO, um, having a Google My Business page is really important for one promotion of your business, um, for your contact details, because most of the time people will want to, see click on website or call or email straight away so they can contact you straight away but also for reviews um, google do place high value on reviews and especially if they've been put onto your google my business page obviously because it's google owned um, and the more sort of positive and five star four star reviews that you get the more chance you get of landing in those in that like top three um, listings in Google Maps as well. Okay. So, and again, it's a link from another website to yours. So good for link building as well. Um, so definitely get onto a Google My Business page. Um, what else? What else? Um, I think so. I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> I, I, I worry that I like ramble and talk too much and people just go, okay, now I don't know what to do because you've given me all this stuff. So no, all good. All good. I think that that, I think that there are some really great tips for people to be using. Uh, and some of the key things that we obviously went through today was to be looking at your keywords, making sure maybe you've got sort of 10 or so, yep. um, ensuring that obviously you have got clean, white space, etc. that your content is up to date, that you've got really simple navigation, imagery yep. and uh, copy are good and that they're not too, your images aren't too big. Yep. Um, and thinking about on-site and off-site or on-page and off-page SEO as well yep. with some tips there, which I think is, you know, there's some quick and simple things that we could be doing that I think a lot of people don't have the basics down. So I think that it's really important to do things like checking your speed, which I'm going to go and do again now. I think it's been a while since I've done it. Yep. But, um, but no, I thought that was awesome. Thank you for that, Molly. No, 
No, my pleasure. I love talking about SEO and websites, so anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now, uh, where can people find you? Uh, that's going to be, yeah, whether it's your website or socials. Yep. So my website is thetechnobird.com.au. Um, I'm on Instagram um, at technobird. My Facebook page is um, at technobird website design because sadly there are two technobirds out there in the world. Oh, yeah, the other one's in um, Afghanistan, I believe. Oh. <laughs> you're not going to confu- confuse <laughs> the two of us. But yeah, but anyway, that's where you can find me on Facebook. And I also have um, just started a Facebook group as well, which is a website SEO support group. Um, I think I've got just over 100 people in that group at the moment. I'm very random with it. I'm pretty much just like, here's a tip for today or ask me a question or let's do a help ladder. What's that called? It's just called Technobirds Website and SEO Support Group. Anyone can join. There's some questions on there um, to join the group. But, yeah, it's just a place that you can come and if you ever get stuck with your site or have an SEO question, that there's me and a whole bunch of other people who want to know the same answers to your same question. Awesome. Yeah, so that's there as well. I am on LinkedIn, but I never use it. (laughs) I won't even bother giving you (laughs) my but yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, if you want to obviously check out anything that we've spoken about today, all of the links will be in the show notes, which uh, which you can go and check out. But Carly, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Serious. Loved it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I, When I shared that I was speaking with Carly about SEO, I did have a couple of people message me and say, oh my gosh, I so need this. So I hope that we have given you some simple things that you can go away and do immediately. You can obviously go and check Carly out if you need additional help with your technical SEO or you need a review. I know that she'll do a great job for you. Uh, but I like I said, I do follow her stories and she gives some great tips away. And I do think it's something that you can chip away at as well. Like she sort of said, it's not just a set and forget. It's something that needs to be done on a regular basis. I've literally just gone and checked my speed and I've checked uh, any broken links, which a lot have come up. So I think it's just maybe setting up something. If you've got a VA, this is something they could do as well, is to set up regular checks maybe on a monthly basis to make sure that you're checking where you're ranking in Google for your keywords and you're checking any broken links and you are checking your website speed if you've made any changes to your website. And then it's also about proactively taking a look at where is there an opportunity for me to get backlinks to then strengthen my Google ranking as well. And obviously be asking your clients to be reviewing you on Google, which I think is just such a simple thing to do. So there there are just a couple of things that you can be implementing and doing right now that I think would really make a big difference. So I hope that you've taken a few things away from this week's episode. I know that I have. So before I sign off, obviously, make sure you grab your ticket to Confidence Rising on the 4th of September. I would love to see you there. And thanks so much for listening and being here. Now, remember, if you've taken action, I want to know about it. So if you share it on Facebook or Instagram, I want you to tag me at Suze Chadwick. 
so that I can give you a shout out on the podcast for being an action taker because that is what I want to reward as well. So thank you so much for listening. Do share this episode with your friends and community. I'd obviously love you to leave a review in iTunes as well. I would so appreciate it. You can follow me everywhere at Suze Chadwick, but you know I love to hang in stories. But until next time, have an awesome week. And as always, make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.